Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Well, listen, it is an honor for me and my wife to bring forth this young man. He's not my only son, but he's a beloved beloved son. (laughs) And whom I'm well pleased, amen. Amen. And no, no, and no. How many no's was that? (laughs) So all y'all out there who's listening, I said no, no, and no. That's three no's. He is not the next pastor of the Kingdom Advancing Ministries. Unless God says so. I'm not anointing him as that. We didn't put that on him. So he doesn't carry that around with him. So anybody who sees him, don't say you the next pastor. Let God be God. And I say that to any of these young people. Don't heap unnecessary pressure on the young people. Other than to live holy. That's not a pressure. That's a responsibility. Amen. Amen. Titles are precious. This is my baby boy. This is Evan Lawson. He's going to minister a part of the world this morning. We're not going to rush him. We're not going to ask him to to do the whole thing. We're asking him to share what God is giving him the share, amen, amen. on this you Sunday. So would y'all please give it up for my baby yes. boy. coming up here to speak I know that it's a it can be scary it can be a challenge to put yourself out there and to give yourself to God and everything and that uncertainty but I, I appreciate every one of you so today I wanted to talk a little bit about today I wanted to talk a little bit on the idea of the youth ministry the uh, being intentional in God and just what it means to have intentions and what it means to have good intentions, Mm -hmm. uh, how we can kind of learn from our bad intentions and move forward in what God wants us to do. So intentions, uh, we we know as people that we don't always have the best of them. Mm We know that our intentions can be skewed, and something that I wanted to touch on today is the idea of intentional ignorance. And what I mean by that is, we know, or more often than not, we know when we're doing something wrong. Whether it be from peers or the Word of God, we know what is wrong and what is right. And yet we choose 
to be ignorant to that fact. We choose to be ignorant in what we know is wrong. And there are reasons as to why that may be. That could be peer pressure. That could be just because it feels good. <laughs> that little sense, that little feel good moment where we get away with something bad that we just keep going at. That's good. That's good. And it can be hard to pull away from that, that feeling, that moment where you feel good doing something bad that you got away with it, that little rush. But it's important to know that it's still sin and mm-hmm. that's temptation biting at you, yeah. pulling you back to what you know is wrong. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on that today because that's something that so many of us fall into. Yeah, absolutely. Not even just the youth. Everybody, every single one of us has that little sin, that little voice in our head that tells us to come back to what we know is wrong. And I struggle with it. I've struggled with it. And I I wanted to touch on that because I feel like that's something important. And I feel like that's something that we can all work from. So I have a few verses that I've seen and I read when I feel as though I'm coming back to what I know is wrong. Mm -hmm. So the most important verse, well, not the most important, but the verse that I come back to a lot is Ephesians 4, 17 through 22. And I'm just going to read it out for you. Y'all can pull it up if you want to, if you want to read along. It says, so I tell you this, insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him, in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Yeah. And I feel like that verse is, or that passage, is very important to understand. That, that ignorance and that hardening of your heart, that you lose a lot of what you know is right. You lose a lot of that sensitivity, that God-given sensitivity that you, that, that the Bible gives an outline of the way you should be living your life, and yet that ignorance to what you know and what you've heard just because it feels good. Amen. So a little bit more on peer pressure and that adding to ignorance. We know it's wrong and yet we follow the crowd because we feel like if we don't do what they're doing or we don't do what the majority is doing, what does that make of us? What does that mean about me? And that's something that a lot of us struggle with is that if we're not following what other people do, what our peers do, then what do they think about us? Oh, you you reading the word on Sunday, you're not coming to what we want to do. <laughs> what is that? That makes you a loser. That makes you a bad friend. That makes you all this other stuff that people want to put you down for just because you're doing what you know is right and what you've been taught. Well, the Bible has an answer for that too. Romans 12, verse 2. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Everybody got it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Mm -hmm. and you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, 
pleasing and perfect will. Yes. 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 That's a good answer. Mm -hmm. So, with that saying, <laughs> I'm sure y'all can <laughs> For those who don't, what it is saying is that God's will can far outweigh any bad intentions, any pressure that this world tries to put on you, any crowd that tries to steer you in the wrong direction, what we know is right, we should follow the crowd. And I have another verse that helps us come out of that temptation that feel-good attitude that we get when we do something bad. <laughs> and that is Matthew 26, 41. It says, watch and pray that, me, that, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. Amen. More often than not, we are willing to do the right thing. But it is that idea of sin that draws us back, that keeps us in the place that we are. The flesh is weak. Mm -hmm. So instead of what we should do, instead of cling to that idea, that idea of temptation, is to renew our minds. Mm -hmm to walk in the spirit rather than the flesh mm -hmm. and to keep in mind that God has taught us not to do these things, these acts, this act of sin. And rather than be intentionally ignorant, to be intentionally strong-willed, to be intentional in the word, to keep the word with us in everything we do, so that we can steer clear of this temptation, that idea. Children aren't getting it. Yes. 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 And that's not a shot at him or any of your children. We think that because they're living the way they're alive, they're living their lives not according to how we used to, how we're living, that they're not that they're not hearing. And and I'll speak for me because I know y'all see some of y'all looking at me like. That ain't me. I'm, I always talk about me. <laughs> I always look at them like, I really, they're not living the way I, I, I think they should live. But they're, they're getting it. Mm -hmm. And when he came to me and he was sharing what God has shared with him and what he's got, I was like, mm, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. Yeah, you're on the right, you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's you got it, buddy. And he has it. What God gave him. And that that should, that should encourage us all. Yeah. That as our children are growing older, you know the scripture, because some of us quoted, and y'all quoted back to them, train up a child in the way they should go. <laughs> and when they get old, they won't depart from it. Listen, the key word in that is training. Mm -hmm. Not preaching at them, not beating them with the word training them. That means living a life before them, your conversations around them, and then they should see God mirrored through your lives, our lives. They shouldn't just see Sunday morning you. That's good right there. And then Monday through Saturday, the devil. <laughs> because that's not you're training them to walk after the world 
Yes. See, what you're training them to do is there's nothing to that Jesus. He's only good for Sunday. But the beautiful thing about lives and the lives of these children is there's a training going on. And I encourage you out there, train your children not to be robotic in what they believe, but to be systematic in how they believe. So let me share a few things. I'm not going to I'm, I told him I'm not going out. I'm not going to try to outdo what he did because we ain't in no competition. But I just want to add to what God is saying. and didn't know what he was going to talk about. But I just wanted to add what he talked about because he shared with me this morning. He kind of kept it until this morning, <laughs> which is which is, which is good, and I appreciate it. But it, no, let me let that go. <laughs> that, can go that, that can go. Thank you. That can go left, right. Sabbath, but thank you. Appreciate it. Man, we have some of the best people in the world working yes. in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Serving the ministry. Love it. Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I was going to bring out my, my iPad Bible, but he had his phone, so I'm going to bring up my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Because this, this is the next, this is the next ministry, y'all. Mm -hmm. This is people who gonna take over the mantle that God has on the earth, and these are the next people who gonna do it. Amen. And we always tell, um, we told our boys, and our, and I always tell them, we're I'm not raising. We were, we never raised children. We were, we were raising young men. Amen. <laughs> they may have been in the adolescent stage, but I always tell. I'm raising young men. Mm -hmm. I'm raising someone's husband, yeah. mm -hmm. someone's father, mm -hmm. some future leader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's your responsibility, parents, as to the child, the child that God has given you or children that you have in your care. You're raising somebody's wife, mm -hmm. not thought, somebody's wife. Amen. 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 Virtuous woman, you're raising that. And if they don't see virtue in you, they don't know what virtuous looks like. That's it. That's it. They believe that what they see on TV is that which is what the representation of said female or woman should look like. And this is not a shot at the women because y'all know I talk about the men just as much. You want to make sure that you're raising your children and they're growing up with the fear and the admiration of God. Amen. That there's an honor for God. Amen. See, God is not honorable anymore for some people. People don't honor God like they used to. They can take God or leave him. He's something that you pick up and something that you can put down as easy as you put on. Amen. Some today I feel spiritual. <laughs> Tomorrow I may not. Y'all remember that commercial? Sometimes you feel like that. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes people feel like a believer, and sometimes people choose not to want to believe. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my Christianity up today. <laughs> Listen, if it's that easy to take on and put off, then you ain't got it. If you can take it off that fast, it was never on you. I'm telling you, and God is not something that you can just take on, put on, and take off. Either he's in you or he's not. Amen. 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 Y'all that, that first testimony? Yes. I gave y'all a little time to get to it. You know? <laughs> first Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to pick it up in verse 1. Amen. It says, friends, we do not need to write anything to you about dates and times. Yeah, they was getting ready for the return. We just prepping. This is first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. Starting in verse 1. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I know some of y'all, I know some people want to know what translation I'm reading, right? Because it throws you. I didn't say to you. <laughs> what did I tell y'all months ago? Don't holler. 
I didn't say nothing about nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and I call her a dog. So that's just, I love my wife. I honor my wife. Yeah. Don't need nobody saying, you know, he called his wife a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never call my wife a dog. Never call my wife outside of her name. Her name is Tony. Right. And I will always Amen. address her as Tony. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Verse two. It says, and I'm reading from the easy read translation. I know this is because in case somebody want to know. You know very well about how the great day of the Lord will happen. Mm -hmm. That day will surprise people very much. Mm -hmm. Some people will be very, very surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very surprised. And it's going to tie into what we're talking about. So y'all just hanging there with me. Tell your neighbor, say, stay with pastor. Stay with pastor. It's going to get easy. It's going to get better. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> that day will surprise people very much. Like when a robber comes into the night. Yeah, we're talking about the coming back of God. This is yes. set the stage for that. Amen. Mm -hmm. At the time, people will be saying, we are safe. And there is no and there is no trouble for us. Some people are just going to be going about their day. Like, ain't that never happening? Those who call themselves believers are going to go on faking like they believe. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. He, he's, he's talking to believers and unbelievers. But he's mostly addressing the believers too, man. He's, he's Some people are going to go about their day. Say they love Jesus. I receive them. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with them. I'm baptized. So they said they already said that they, they going about it as if we are safe and there is no trouble for us. But then when they are not ready for it, great punishment will suddenly happen to them. Say, mm -hmm. I don't want to be one of them. Amen. It will be impossible. For them to run away. <laughs> where you gonna go? Which where you gonna hide? <laughs> Amen. Pain will suddenly come to them. Jesus. Like a woman who is giving birth to a baby. I've never given birth, don't never plan on giving birth. I was in there watching. <laughs> and it wasn't happening to me, but I felt the pain. <laughs> what they call the sympathy pain? I had him. <laughs> she was, she was, she was out. Well, she wasn't out, but she was drugged up real good. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh Lord." Things <laughs> <laughs> kind of real. <laughs> See, we talk me as we as men, we talk real big. Yeah. We ain't giving birth to nothing. <laughs> we ain't giving birth to nothing but dreams and visions. <laughs> and they those have their pain too. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit. But nothing compared to the physical pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and I was like, Jesus, God, you knew who is. That's why when you hear these foolish men talk about they they they, they, they gonna they wanna be, they wanna get pregnant, they wanna get your life together. <laughs> You wasn't given a wound for a reason. Amen. You want to be something that God did not create you to be. And the pain of being who you are, you want to be something that you're not. Jesus. Verse 4. But you, our Christian friends, know about these things. You are not like people who live in the dark. So when the great day of the Lord happens, it should not suddenly surprise you, believer. Mm -hmm. hmm. And it says, so when the great day of the, of the Lord happens, it should not surprise you. Like a robber may surprise you. Verse 5, it says, all of you who are people of who belong to the light and not the day, we are we who are believers do not belong to the night or to the dark. So we must watch carefully. We should be like people who stay awake. We should not be like other people who are sleeping. So many people are walking around sleeping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. Believers are walking around sleep, going with every every new flow of whatever sounds good, sound like God. I'm with that. Listen, if it don't line up with the word, I ain't with none of that. It says, it is at night that people become drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When things get, when things get dark around you, you get drunk in your own nonsense. You get drunk in your own wisdom. See, a lot of people walking around, they're drunk in their own education. What they believe, what they know. What new revelation they got. They're drunk in it. Verse 8 says, but we belong to the day. Not to the night. So we should think clearly. We must prepare ourselves like a soldier who puts on his armor. We must continue to trust God, to love him. That we will be like him. Be like a metal like they will be like a metal shirt that keeps our body safe, his armor. And the love of God that's around us. We should keep that on us like a metal shirt to keep us safe. Amen. We must also continue to hope that God will save us. That we will be like a, a strong hat that keeps our heads safe. Verse 9 says, God did not choose us as his people so that we could be angry with us. That he could be angry with us. He chose us so that he could save us because he because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. Verse 10. Jesus died on our behalf. Say my behalf. My behalf. So that we can live together with him. It does not matter whether we are alive or dead. When he returns, we will all go to live with him. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. That's the good news. That's good news. Verse 11, here's where we, we tie it all. Because of that, you should help each other to become stronger as believers. Your job, my job, our job is to help each other become stronger as believers. Amen? I know that you are already doing that. Paul is admonishing. Our friends, we ask you to respect your leaders who work hard among you. They lead you and they teach you what is right on the Lord's behalf. Show them how valuable they are to you. And love them very much because of the work that they do. Live at peace among yourselves. Verse 14. Friends, you must warn lazy people that they should work if people are afraid, help them to be to be brave. If people are weak, take care of them. Be patient with everyone. If someone does something bad against you, do not do anything bad against them. In return, I know some of y'all, I'm going to get them. <laughs> you wrong me, huh? Listen, it's, it's woe time. That woe is woe time. We going back. We going word, we going word for word. Y'all know, y'all some y'all know y'all when y'all used to do double dutch, y'all jumping in. Y'all ready to go word for word? What's that? What's that? You say what? You say what? You ready? You you ready to fight? Double dutch, amen. Looking for a moment where I can get mine. And, okay, she said that to me. Okay, I'm gonna say that to her. And then you prep. Then your mind is telling you, okay, here's my comeback. <laughs> and then the funniest thing in this world is when you see them and you know they don't want it then they get to talking like this <laughs> hands and neck rocking that's on a whole nother level that's on a whole nother level it's about to get if it's not disrespectful then it's about to get very disrespectful <laughs> he said if anyone does something bad against you you don't do anything bad against them in return never do that instead always try to do good things that will help one another and help everyone else. Always be happy. I know that's a hard one right there. <laughs> always be happy. What do you mean always be happy? Always taking great pleasure 
and what's going on. What you mean, Pastor? Knowing that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And see, a lot of people can't be happy because life is full of misery for them. Because why? Because you're miserable. So everything you touch or you are around you becomes miserable. Y'all know that thing, misery loves company? Only reason why misery loves company is because you come in the room. Think about it. The room was a peaceful place until you walked in. You brought misery with you. Some of y'all wake up in misery sitting right beside you. You lay down on the pillow, misery is sleeping right beside you. And I'm not talking about your spouse, I'm talking about you. You take misery with you. That's why he's telling us to be happy. It takes something to be happy. You have to choose to be happy. You have to wake up every morning and put on happiness. Why? What you mean, Pastor B? When you, when you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice. Glad. Glad is being happy. You choose to be happy. But you have to choose it. A lot of, a lot of people are so stuck in being miserable that every I'm going to put that on. Every, I'm going to put my misery shirt on. <laughs> Do my miserable hair. <laughs> put my miserable lipstick on. <laughs> See, a lot of the makeup is wallpaper. Oh, oh, no, no. See, y'all, take the joke off. It's wallpaper. It's not setting up to look nice. It's setting up to do battle. Yeah, a lot of people, when you see people put on certain colors on their face, I'm, I'm looking for war. I'm looking for battle today. Make one comment about what I look like. <laughs> See, everything is not subliminal. Everything that people do is intentional. Don't let people fool you by there's some subliminal messages. The devil works and he makes you do things that's intentional. I'm going to keep you in a place of misery. I'm going to remind you that you ain't about nothing. The people who you hang around with ain't about nothing. Yeah. And you ain't going to never have nothing. That's misery. Yeah. That's a miserable life. To wake up to that every morning. That that's your, that's your reality every morning. Why is that your reality? Because you set your reality. But when you put on a when you put on the love of God and you put on the power, your reality changes because now my reality is set in the word of God. That peace is with me. Peace goes before me. I have victory in everything that I'm favored. Someone, we didn't get in the confession, but we're gonna get you out of confession before because we speak favor over our lives in this ministry. When people counted you out, God counts you in. Because there's supernatural favor on your life. Amen? Amen. Say there's supernatural favor on my life. And I choose to be happy. Amen. Verse 17 says, pray at all times. 18. Whatever, whatever, whatever Whatever may happen to you, continue to thank God. God wants you to do that because you belong to Christ. Amen. 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 And so I read that because what we're talking about is being intentional in God. You have to live your life out, out and we, we using that, being intentional. That's an um, Big is an acronym for what we call our youth ministry here. Big. Being intentional in God. God gave us that because you have to make sure that you live a life to be intentional. That every time I wake up, there's a, there's a there's there's a there's a moving there's a moving to my life that moves me closer to the things of God. That moves me closer to the things God wants me to have and wants me to do. Live with purpose is being intentional. You gotta wake up every day to live a life of being of a purpose. 
What does my does my life have meaning? Yes, it does. If you're able to touch one soul, then your life had meaning. If you if if by virtue of you living your life and someone recognizes what you're doing and they want to serve your God because of how you're living your life, then God, my life has purpose. Amen. Let your life so shine that men will see your good works and glorify Father. But if you ain't shining and you're living in a like he was like we were, if your life is full of darkness, then where is, where are you shining? That people will want to glorify your Father. Amen. Amen. Pray with purpose. We are here every Monday. I didn't say every. I said every Monday. <laughs> Except the holidays. Of course. You know how y'all are about your holidays. Third one. No. Yes, third one. You know how y'all are about your holidays. Either you chilling or cook out. Flip them. <laughs> y'all can still flip them. Y'all can come and pray for an hour. And then go back and flip them. <laughs> If y'all want to, we want to. If y'all want to, we want to get real. We can, yeah. we can, we can pray together and flip them together. <laughs> we can go, we can make that a, a, a day together. Yeah. But we should always be praying with purpose. Yeah. Not always for things, but purpose. Yeah. What does that mean? That God, you will sit in the White House, who's ever house, and change decisions that need to be made. Decisions that have already been made. Go on the Supreme Court and, and, and sit with someone who they who people know ain't gonna change the stance about God. But God, you have, you have the ability to change. Y'all remember the story I gave y'all a couple of weeks ago about the woman who um who went before the judge and he wasn't thinking about changing nothing on her behalf. But she bugged him and bugged him and bugged him until he changed. This woman ain't gonna let me alone. And God touched his heart to change. That's how we have to be in our prayer. Amen. That we stay on them. Certain things that they need to change. Mm -hmm. Don't have my son going into a bathroom where a young lady has an opportunity to go in the bathroom with her, with him because she identifies as a boy today. Preach. Preach. <laughs> She's a young lady. Go in a girl's bathroom. Amen. Amen. Genderless bathroom. There's no such thing. Amen. Amen. Whatever you choose to be today, you get it. Man, I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to be a bird. Let me jump off the field and see if I can fly. I'm going to surely die. But we tell, our, we tell these children that. We lie to these kids and tell them, you can be whatever you want to be as it, turn, as it relates to your sexuality. Liar. Stop lying to these children. This is you day. These two, God created these. He created male and female. He created he them, the Bible yes. says. Yes. There's no shims. He, she's. Whatever you want to be, you can be it. Sexuality is fluid. What does that crap mean? That means I'm giving you a license to sin, and you're. I'm telling your children, here's the road to hell. Take yes. it. Yes. But a lot of you parents are scared. Who call yourselves believers, you are afraid to take a stance because you don't want to be the one who speaks out. Listen, we are not against nobody. There's love for everybody. Amen. Amen. We don't this, we don't, we're not homophobic. You better teach today. There's no hate for anybody. We hate the sin. That's right. it. That's it. And there's no big sin and no little sin. Because I hear you hypocrite. I just say, well, if there's sin, people lie in the church. Yeah, there's always be liars in the church. There's lying pastors in the church. There's always going to be somebody. Listen, there's no perfect church. Why? Because you're there. The moment humans walked into the building, they became an imperfect church. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about intentionally telling our children that you can be a man today and a woman tomorrow. Liar! Mm -hmm. And stop 
Listen, all you pastors and preachers who are co-signing this, you are going to burn in hell for preaching with this gospel. And here's the great thing. You're going to have to answer to God. So don't email me. Don't text the ministry. Text God. I didn't write one word of the Bible. So don't give me your problems. If you got a problem with what the word said, take it to God. And you heard me tell you, we are not a hate group. We don't hate nobody. No, but you got to tell people that because they'll try to align you with nonsense. We are for God. And everything that represents God. And these babies represent God. He said, suffer the little children to come unto him and forbid them not. But we're turning them away from God. Why is that? He wants the next generation of believers to not believe. And if he can destroy them early, his work is done. And you first who surrender your children to the hand of the enemy, shame on you. But all those who come into this ministry are going to know that Jesus Christ is for your manhood and for your womanhood. Man, we ain't cutting off no body parts. How dare you parents let your children make a decision at 10 and 12 that's going to determine their life for the rest of their life. Shame on you. That's the devil. And they don't even know what type of cheese they want on their sandwich. <laughs> You won't let them dismember themselves for temporary pleasure or the satanic pleasure of a moment. Man, you parents better get yourselves together. Pray for our children for a purpose. That as they go back to school, they won't be that we pray over that we pray for these teachers, these perverted teachers. These perverted administrations that are allowing certain things to come into these schools to try to teach our children outside of what you're teaching them. You better train them first. Yes. Amen. You better teach them to be bold and yes. be courageous yes. that when somebody's trying to lay their hand, don't put your hand on me. Yes. You don't get to touch me. Yes. Well, you going to the office. Well, where, where's the office? Which way is the office? Matter of fact, as you as I'm going to the office, can you call my mom or my dad? Right. Yeah. 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 This is our youth Sunday. Woo. And yeah. we're talking to you first to prepare your children for this upcoming year. Yeah. This isn't a year where they're gonna try to unload like yeah. never before this demonic nonsense on our children. Yes. And what they're trying to do is they're suddenly they've been suddenly doing it, so now you become desensitized. Yeah. 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 And as you become desensitized. They can, they can float more information across the table. You see them start sending more stuff home to your children. Yeah. So you, you will no longer pay attention. Oh, that's just that letter from the school. Mm. See, it's designed to make to take your hand off the wheel of your child's life. So what we're going to do today, we're going to lay our hands on, on your children. We're not God. I'm not God. But what I can say without a shadow, as I come into agreement with God, Amen. that we protect your children. Amen. That we cover our children Amen. with prayer. And listen, and then with boldness and confidence that I, I, I decree and we declare over your lives, don't let no foul yes. spirit Amen. touch them, Jesus. Yes. Lay hands on them. Watch their eyes and their ears speak into their lives. Yes. Try to bring them to pull them off into no corner and start telling them stuff and start and try to minister some erroneous, false, wicked doctrine in their head about yeah. what their body and what their sexuality should be. Yeah. Be bold, young men and young women. God created me a woman, I'm gonna be a woman. He created me a man, I'm gonna be a man. Hallelujah. Yeah. We don't go in unisex bathrooms. Where's the little boy bathroom? That's where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. Well, you can go in this one. No, no, no. 
Yeah. I, my mom and dad told me to go in a boys' bathroom. And that's a perfect for the little boys. Yeah. But at least you'll be able to protect yourself with boys. Yeah. And here's another stand don't give in, young people. Amen. Amen. I know it's a hard thing to be different. What do you mean, Pastor? You just told us not to be not boys, not to be girls, to act like little girls. That's not the difference I'm talking about. I'm talking about the difference is standing for what you know to be right. Yes, yes. Be different to go against the grain. I don't believe, we don't believe that. And I'm not telling you to talk about them, make fun of them, stand on what you need to stand on, and be what you need to be. You don't have to make fun of them tonight. Stand with them. I love you, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to be like you. I don't want to be like you. Yeah. You want to be like me. Mm -hmm. Make what you are, make who you are the standard. Amen. See, something you burn, you lower the standard. You lower, you lower God's standard. So now you, y'all remember I used to call y'all the Willie Wangs? Who's the way you go for anything? <laughs> it was it's, it's pronounced. It called me Willie Wayne because I go for anything. <laughs> that was that was slang. That was slang in that. <laughs> see, but see, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be the one that go with anything. It takes a special individual to go against the grain. Yes, they will call you weird. See, right now, see, they 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 utilize that to make everybody think that they're the weird ones. Mm -hmm. But now they're changing that to make you That's believe in the weird one. That's it right yeah. there. Yeah. You're the one who's out. You don't know God. We know God. God is love. <laughs> he is love. He don't love everything though. Don't lie on my God. Yeah, he hates sin. There you go. There you go. He don't go for anything. He his word is, is full of things he don't go, he's not full. Yeah. He destroyed a whole town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we say we say city. We don't know how far reaching that was. Yeah. 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 I said town, we don't know how far reaching that was that he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. We don't know how far his wrath went. Mm -hmm. It just hit Sodom and Gomorrah. But I'm telling you, this nation is next. Yes, it is. This nation is next. And how corrupt this nation is, we make comments about other countries to get along with our program. And you see how silly it is? Sin don't want to be doomed alone. It tries to bring other things and other people involved with it to fall with it. And that other country telling them, nah, we ain't, we ain't participating with you. We don't we don't believe that here. And, and nor do you get to import that in. Do what you got to do. You say we can't come or you we can't receive something? Cool with us. But we ain't bowing to that. Right. How many chicken believers? Stand on that. <laughs> yeah, because see, here's where the rubber will meet the road for a lot of believers. You either for God you live, That's it. or for God you won't die. Yeah. And I ain't talking just physically, it's gonna be talking about are you are you concerned about the cutting off certain things you got going on because you won't conform you won't conform? I know that that's bothering some of y'all. Some of y'all ain't ready for that. Yeah, but it's coming. You better get ready. You better stand for righteousness. Because if we believe that he is the great I am, and we call him Jehovah Jireh, I'll provide. He's all he's everything. He's all these things. But you said when it's, when it's all going good. But when you're challenged, is he your provider? Are they are they talking about cutting off your subsidies? And you stop fearing and trembling, are you going to stay with God or are you going to give in? And all time is coming, y'all. For some, it's here. Yeah. Love on purpose. Yeah. 
You have to love with purpose. You have to love people who don't even deserve your love. You're going to have to love them anyway. Yeah. People who walked out on you mm -hmm. are going to need your love. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to love them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you you got to be bosom buddies and, and, and hanging out, for, but they're going to need your love. What does that mean? You're going to have to love them enough to pray for them. Yeah. And then you're going to have to love them enough not to cast your pearl this morning. Mm -hmm. I can't pray over that. My prayer can't change nothing going on in your life. You have to change it. See, that's what love does. But see, you might have to love enough to tell them that. That's love. I'm not tolerating your foolishness. That's love. God tells you that all the time. I'm not going to tolerate that foolishness. That's love. See, people think when you're correcting them, you don't love them. Some of you parents be your kids. Oh, this will hurt me more than this hurt you. Liar. I'm, I'm getting spanked, but I understand. But now that I'm older, we understand. Now that we're older, we understand. We understand that it didn't hurt physically. It hurt me emotionally. And internally, that I had to do it. Right. That all the teaching I've given you, you still do it. I told you not to do it. I pleaded with you not to do it. I even showed you the consequences of doing it. So now I gotta beat you because you did it. That's the hurt. That you didn't hear all the warnings leading up to it. So it hurts me to have to discipline you. That's what God is yeah. telling you. Yeah. 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 That you're getting to a point in this world yeah. and in this life and in your life where all the warnings that I'm giving you, it's going to hurt me to have to punish you. My death wasn't good enough for you. You see me on the cross. And I know a lot of y'all, but we weren't there to see him. You have a vivid image of that. The scripture is very descriptive of how he died. So you can imagine, because our imagination is a wonderful thing. You can see those scripture come alive when we talk about the, the when we talk about the, the crucifixion of our Lord Savior. Nails in his hands, in his feet, the brutality in which he was, which which they they tried to take his life, but he said, "No man take his life." He laid it down. But all of that leading up, he showed, he told us, this is what I did so you wouldn't have to suffer. But my love for you is even greater than all that. That even Because you chose not to, I'm going to have to allow you to suffer. That's love. He loved with purpose. That if, I, I, my purpose, that you wouldn't, that every man will come to repentance. Yeah. He said, but if you don't, I love you enough to let you go on and live out the choices that you made and the consequence of your choice. So you want to let you have to love people and let people suffer because of their choices. You want them to be right with God, but because they keep choosing and they see all these things that God has done, okay, get it right. And they choose not to. Gotta let you go. And the worst thing for a believer is to be turned over to a reprobate mind. But God just said, hey. I wipe my hands with it. I gave it. I, I, I they, they have life example after life example of choices that I've delivered. I kept them, I've covered them through. And they're still here, they still refuse. Man, I pray that's not you. Amen. 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 One last question, and then I'm gonna let you get out of here. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. Pray with these babies in. Proverbs 16 to 9. It says, people make plans. 
for the, what they will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, people make plans for what they will do. They we, they talk real big about what they're going to do. Man, when I get my angel tax check, I'm gonna do next <laughs> Friday. I hate the income tax because everybody had the income tax check. Oh man, when I get this increase, but God, I'm gonna give you this all the time. Well, I get this and hurt. God will make sure I bless you first. Y'all hear liars? When they, when I hit the lottery, when I hit the lottery or when I hit the lotto, God will make sure I give you this. God will never see it. Down that money. Liars make big plans. I'm going to sow to the kingdom of God. I'm going to make sure this is taken. I'm going to yeah. pay my bills off. I'm going to make sure Bobby and Susie, they take care of Jimmy. Man, Jimmy looked out for me. I'm going to make sure I kick Jimmy back that money. All these plans. You get that money, and I'm talking about money because that's the one thing that most people can identify with. Once you get that money, they gone. <laughs> Next time you said they broke. Why? Because they didn't do nothing that they said they was going to do. People make plans for what they will do. Not what they're going to do, what they will do. But it is the Lord who leads them in the right way. You got to have God in you to do the right thing, even when it ain't the right thing to do. Or you don't think it's the right thing to do. Because as my son said, yo, yo, that flesh is always going to be talking about doing the wrong thing. There's always going to be a pull to do the wrong thing. But it takes the Spirit of God to course correct that we do the right thing. Amen? Amen. So our lives should be lives lived to be intentional. I said all that we said in living lives of purpose and praying with purpose. It's, that's intentional. You have to live a life to be intentional. That's why being for our youth is important that we teach our children Everything you do should be intentional in God. Nothing should just be because it's a it's, it's something routine to do. When they're asking me, they're making me do it. Don't do anything because you're forced to do it. We didn't ask these children. Well, we didn't tell these children to do anything. It was asked, would you want to be a part of this? They said, yes. That's intentional. Amen. So what God going to do? God going to bless them. Yes. He's going to show up in their lives like never before. Yeah. And here's the thing. The enemy's going to also try to come because the enemy now sees what's in them. Yes. And it's going to try to rob them of their future. Not, don't be afraid. This is not a fear message. This is a message that reminds you that God is with you. Amen. He's for you. Amen. And he's always concerned about he will take care of you. Hallelujah. He will protect you. And here's an even greater, not greater than God, but here's even better news, that you have a body of believers who's standing with you. Amen. Who's committed to praying for your success in God and in life. Yeah, and we decree that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. Amen. Amen. And you out there, we thank God for you. Listen, if you're out there and you're out there with us, then stand your children up. As we're going to call out your children next, stand your children up. Stand your children up. Yeah, I'm talking about one of the lines. Stand your children up. And every child that's out there, and your parent, mom, dad, stand with your child. That's internal? Yes, but that's the Destiny, Tony. Destiny, Tony. Taj. Taj. Mitri. Mitri. Anyone else? Did I do? Okay. And any other children, any other children, whoever's tuning in, and your child is out there, and we don't know your name, if you want to type your child's name in or 
um, get it. Let them know we can call it out. That way we um, we'll um, we'll call your child's name out. But your child is out there. Listen, we right now as a body of believers, we y'all all y'all all pray with us for these children online. Father, we thank you, praise you for each and every one of these children who's uh, who's watching and those who may come back on. We may not know your name, but God does. Yes. As they prepare for this school year, Father, we thank you for these children, God. We come to these children against the perversion of the enemy, all the wickedness of the devil. We bind you in the name of Jesus, Satan. We remind you of your place and position, which is under our feet. We cover our children as they enter into another school year. God, keep them safe, God. We cover them from shootings. We cover them from mass accidents. Anything that will cause or try to derail these children from having a great and outstanding year. God, we thank you for it right now, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over every classroom, yes. every school, every door, every entry, every walkway. Hallelujah. We thank you for the parents, Father, that those who need to be filled with the Holy Spirit will receive ye the Holy Ghost on the day to learn how to raise their children. Hallelujah, the things of God. And God, we thank you, Father, that they will have great testimonies of this year, of the goodness of you in their lives, and the victories that they will win in Jesus. And we thank you for...